your brain might just help you learn something in more ways than one. Welcome to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Dr. Bell is a licensed marriage and family therapist. He'll be your guide on this crazy exploration designed to bring life back into our existence. Can you become the element of change in an ever-changing world? Possibly, but you've got to listen on to find out. Now, here is the host of Absurd Psychology, Dr. Gary Bell. Welcome, everybody. All right. Today, we're talking about the restless soul syndrome. And what is that? You know, many people I work with tell me that they really feel restless, that they know there's something more to do with their careers, their lives. They also feel a little sad and maybe resentful, uh, especially after COVID. You know, as you look back over the last couple of years, do you, you know, you wonder, do you feel grateful for what has occurred or relief that it's finally over? And actually, you can feel unfulfilled even when life is good and when it isn't. And you can be busy and successful, but sense emptiness inside yourself. Or you can be on the other end where you feel nothing is how you wished it could be and that others are in a better place than you. You know, this sense of restlessness, the sense of sadness, shallowness, resentment can, can't be blamed on your boss or your friends or your family. You feel these emotions because your choices have left you disconnected with yourself, making life choices based on what eases your fears instead of what fulfills you as an act of self-denial. So you miss your passionate, joyful, grateful self. And, and the real issue is, is that we end up coping with life because we're always living in fear and hypotheticals. If this happens, then that. If this, then that. If I did this, then this will happen. You know, hypotheticals are no way to live. You take leaps of faith and you learn experientially. That's how we operate. That is how life is best lived. And you'll find your answers and your fulfillment inside, not outside, not in your job or your career. You know, you may be gratified by your job. Your job may feel like it matches who you are, and that is a great thing to have. You know, if you are at your best when you're working, that's fantastic. But the deal is that can't be your whole life. Otherwise, you're going to end up with restless soul syndrome. And another word for it would be called angst, existential angst. You know, and a lot of people don't understand, but that is the root of the anxiety they're currently feeling because they're living in limbo. They're living without choices. And here's the deal. Character is based on choices. And when we make choices in our life, we are teaching other people how to love us in the pocket of time that we're in. So the more character we build by making choices, the better our life becomes because we draw people closer to us due to the fact that we ourselves are becoming more attractive to them because they know how to love us. You know, there, there's a there's uh, all kinds of ways to look. You know, what are you a whatever person? Are you apathetic? Because if you're apathetic, you're the opposite of love. That's the opposite of love. Life is meant to be loved. You know, do you just accept what is not working for you because you don't think you have any control over your life? To overcome this, uh, you know, this giving in, take the time to answer some, some questions. Are you selling out in some area of your life? Do you feel trapped in your life? Have you the comp have you made compromises that you're made to live with comfortably that have drained your passion for working? You know, what did you once enjoy doing? When was when did the joy disappear? Because joy 
is the opportunity to be happy. And that means we're always looking for happiness. We're always looking for humor. We're always looking for dichotomy in life. And that is an important thing for us to sustain. But when we lose our joy, we're no longer looking for laughter. We're no longer looking for pleasure. When you use, when you have to wonder, when do you use your greatest talents and gifts? And, and with who do you share that? Is it people who will appreciate what you do? And what impact are you having on people in life? What is the highest contribution you can make for your organization, your community, your family, your world? You know, what do you dare to dream of doing? What is calling you, you know, to step into your profound potential? You know, what, what are you going to have to leave behind to do that? And, and the, the, to be quiet and feel your breath is what needs to happen. That means that we need to get centered in our own life and discover what inside me needs to become free. And once you begin to grasp who you really are and what you truly desire, look for ways to shift your work to help realize your highest potential. That means you grab onto your will. Your will, so many people in this lifetime, their will has been broken. They have not allowed themselves to tap into the very root of our existence, to the very driver, to the gas that runs the engine. That is an important part of our life. And if we neglect that will, if we don't use our will, because it's a will to power, as Nietzsche would have said it, which he was an atheist. But the bottom line is that will is what drives us. And that is your soul. That is your essence. And when you leave that behind, you leave life behind. You know, I, I often wonder, you know, what would happen to you if you were dropped in the middle of a jungle? Would you survive? Would you make it? Is, can you afford to be depressed? Can you afford to be anxious? Can you afford to have OCD out in the middle of the jungle? No, you're going to have to drop your crap if you want to survive, if you want to see your kids again, if you want to see your spouse again, if you want to see your loved ones again, you have to work yourself out of the hole. That means we cannot afford to be depressed anxious. We cannot afford to have OCD. We cannot afford to have panic attacks. We have to get with it and survive. And that's why depression and anxiety are often not spoken of in third world countries, simply because of the fact you can't afford to have it. It's a first world problem. But if people will allow those things to eat their life up. You know, sometimes you have to shake things up, make changes, make big decisions, and then go with the hope that you've done the right thing, the faith. That is the way we live life. And if you forget that, you're not gonna live, you're gonna cope and you're gonna cope and you're gonna find ways to cope with life like drinking or smoking or whatever, taking drugs, whatever it's gonna be, there'll be all kinds of ways to cope because you will not step into life and actually make things happen for yourself and for others and tap into the root of your great potential and become the person that you are created to be. You know, take time to reacquaint yourself with yourself. Then you might vision what you want for your future so you can align your activities, your experiences, your learning with the focus in mind. And this will be your preparation for taking the bigger leap when you're ready. But don't forget your audience. That's who you're doing it for. You're not just doing it for yourself. You're tapping into your potential in order to help other people. That will be your legacy. And yeah, you're not going to have a legacy if you live without your soul, if you live without your will. 
When you listen to yourself, your life feels more substantial and fulfilling. When you come to know yourself, the longing and emptiness fade away. And when you take the pains to live the life that showcases your highest potential, you embody a state of dignity and grace. These are beautiful things to have in our life, and we need to never forget that. How many times have you crawled into bed exhausted, shut your eyes, only to have them pop open after your mind begins to race? Suddenly, all the day's problems, your biggest fears, things to do come rushing into your head and before you know it it's 3 a.m and you're no closer to falling asleep so if you're one of many who struggle with anxiety and restlessness then you know maybe it's time to go see a therapist maybe you want to help yourself understand what you're experiencing by finally finding ways to get some much needed sleep anxiety and restlessness they go hand in hand in disrupting our lives. And it, 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 anxiety is a part of the act of constant worry or self-guessing. And worry, fear, self-guessing is the devil's playground. That is where you run your life because you get into catastrophizing in order to protect yourself from a negative outcome. Maybe sometimes we have to do what's called the scientific process where we fail and fail and fail and fail until we do succeed. You know, that's more what life is about is the scientific process of learning is fail, 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 evolve, evolve, evolve. That's important in our life. You know, how does restlessness happen? Restlessness stems from anxiety, from fear. And it's the fact that anxiety naturally triggers you into fight or flight. And so that leads to restlessness feelings. And, and when we experience anxiety, our nervous system can't distinguish between minor worries and life and death situations. It just calls them all fight or flight. And so as a result, our body releases uh, adrenaline as a response and cortisol, which heightens alertness and hypervigilance. Both are responsible for restlessness. So if you're finding it difficult to relax at the end of the day and fall asleep, you may be experiencing it. If you're experiencing restlessness, you want to ask yourself, "How have I been moody or on the edge with others? Have I been trouble concentrating and doing basic things? Am I often impatient? Do I, do I feel mentally and physically exhausted through the day? Am I sleeping enough? You know, work through it. When restlessness delays or interrupts your sleep, it can occur and alter your mood and interactions with other people. It's kind of like taking a hallucinogen. You're not quite present. And this can really affect your relationships, your work, your outlook on life. And that's why it's incredibly important to get a full night's rest. Not only a full night's rest, but actually entering the REM stage of sleep. Actually looking forward to the dream state, the delta state of sleep, where we dream. You know, that is how your mind resets. What it does is it processes all kinds of weird things that have happened or could happen in order for you to elicit repressed emotions. And if you get into that stage of sleep and that and your brain creates all these scenarios, what it's basically doing is allowing your brain to reset for the next day. People that don't enter the REM stage of sleep often don't get the best benefit from sleep simply because they did not dream and simply because they did not release repressed emotions. You know, your brain will concoct all kinds of crazy scenarios just to elicit those emotions for you. You know, it, it, you might want to also listen to listen to a podcast or calming music. Uh, you know, try not to focus on worries. Here's the biggest deal about going to sleep. If you're going to go to sleep, focus on a process, focus on a function, 
Okay, the function would be how am I breathing? Stop thinking about thoughts. Only the function. How am I breathing? If you focus on your function of breathing and keep your concentration there, there's a good shot in three minutes, you will be asleep. You know, also exercising and meditating in late afternoon or early evening, but not too close to bedtime, that will help you sleep better. Also avoiding social media, the news, anything that emits blue light for about an hour before bed so your brain can release its nighttime uh, melatonin so it can go to sleep. And understand and work on accepting that you can and can't control, like what's happening in your life, what's going on in the world. There's a lot going on in the world that is horrible. Look at our elections. They got stolen again. Horrible. All these criminals running our government now. Isn't that beautiful? And they've entrenched themselves, and they've got themselves locked in and loaded to run our country into the ground. And yes, we could spend our whole evening freaking out about that, but the fact is the only thing we can control is ourselves. And if you want to make yourself psychotic, try to control things you can't control, and you will find yourself in a psychologist or a psychiatrist's office getting medication. All right. So, you know, let's break it down. Everyone can feel restless and fidgety from time to time. However, restlessness is experienced more frequently and is accompanied by other symptoms, and it can interrupt your daily life and reduce your quality of life. Restlessness may affect your mental state. It can be experienced as an inability to remain at rest, difficulty concentrating, not being able to relax, being constantly uneasy. What does that sound like? It sounds like the word overwhelmed. Yes, overwhelmed. Some people will try to consume way too much information, try to consume way too much work, try to grab on to too many relationships, have too many expectations, and then they have a perfectionistic nature and they will drive themselves absolutely to the brink. And it's sad, but a lot of people do that. And we've got to back off of that. And the real reason a lot of people feel restless is because we lost our freedom. We not only lost our freedom in our elections, but we lost our freedom to our government who turned COVID into a prison for all of us, not only in the United States, across the world. And also, the other side of the coin of anxiety is depression. And if you're depressed, you feel angry and irritable and restless. You feel hopeless. You know, bipolar uh, disorder is also uh, brought about by restlessness. And restlessness, you feel on edge, and it can be associated with episodes of mania or hypomania, which is a minor form of mania, and also with depressive episodes. Then anxiety, people people have an anxiety condition, they feel restless and tense, and that goes along with the feeling of feeling out of control. Then you have these ADHD people, restless and fidget are symptoms of hyperactivity, but also inability to focus, and also being hyper, very much uh, 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 looking for whatever disaster that you can get yourself into. You know, they they just cannot be patient, and that's the sad part about ADHD. They're not patient people, and they get themselves into impulsive decision making, emotional decision making, and then they find themselves breaking their life wide open. Also, people have medical conditions like hyperthyroidism, and that can cause restlessness, nervousness, depression, irritability. And then if you have what I have, which is restless leg syndrome, this causes an unpleasant urge to move your legs to relieve comfort and usually in the evenings and often requiring more sleep. 
Also, detoxing from alcohol is another way in people where people often have a sense of feeling restless and hopeless and have that restless soul syndrome. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come right back and talk more about uh, restless soul syndrome. So come back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking about restless soul syndrome. And you know, a lot of people feel restlessness and it's a feeling of the need to constantly move being able to unable to calm your mind uh, they may be experience of hyperactivity anxiety palpitations agitation insomnia medical issues motor restlessness you know sometimes they feel like they have cramps in their legs or their arms uh, they have difficulty sitting while at work or relaxing at home or have the urge to tap their hands or their feet that means something is out of balance in your life And you really do need to do a deep dive out of what is out of balance. And so why not draw a line in the middle of a piece of paper and say on one side, I fear dot, 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 and then write down what you're afraid of. And then on the other side of the page, write, I have faith that dot, 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 and write down the answer to your fear. If you land on the faith and you stay there and you believe it and you understand it and the probability is likely within the context of the faith, you're probably going to find yourself being in a much more happier, much more content way of life. Let life flow. Your job is to have the intuition to listen to God's voice if you come from a Christian perspective and be able to hear 
What is the next step to take for you? That's an important aspect of living. You know, there's a lot of medications that cause restlessness. Uh, there's especially uh, antipsychotic medications will do that. And they can uh, also, uh, medicine causes restlessness. And it's important sometimes to speak to your doctor because sometimes the dosage is too low or too high. And it, that can float depending on your metabolism at the time. So at some point, a medication may have felt perfectly right for you, but then two months later, it doesn't feel right for you because you're likely metabolizing it differently. And so some of the things that we can do to really help our lives is actually have breathing exercises, have meditation where we ignore our impulses and it enables us to stay calmer. It, 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 mindfulness can reduce stress and help you manage depression and anxiety. And what mindfulness means is I'm going to witness only without jumping on them, without taking action. I'm going to witness my thoughts and my feelings. And I'm just going to watch them as they parade by. It's kind of like watching a parade. And I'm going to learn from that experience to kind of know what's going on in my head. That is a beautiful thing to be able to do. You know, it, it's a beautiful thing to be able to understand and somewhat control what our mind is wandering off doing. You know, plenty of people set out each year to change their lives, especially around January 1st. You may want to lose weight. You may want to increase your income, recommit yourself to faith, spend more time with your family. But yet less than 8% of them actually accomplish their resolution. Somewhere along the way, you face an obstacle that leaves you feeling stressed and restless and unmotivated. And, and this, this uh, you know, others may have difficulty completing work, managing time, falling asleep. You know, some people may just be self-defeaters where they're always self-defeating themselves. Why do people do that? They do it because of insecurity and depression and catastrophization where they're always picking a negative outcome and sitting on that. You know, if you're going to collect a narrative that I am a failure or I'm going to fail, then what you will do is correct, uh, collect bias research to prove yourself correct. And over time, that will form a habit and that will dictate outcomes in relationships, in life, in situations, and everything that encompasses what it is to be a live human being. You know, it's also a sign when we're restless that there is something deeper inside us, in our thoughts, that is disrupting our behavior. And you may realize that restlessness has a lot to do with the mental tensions and confusion. I will also tell you that people often feel restless and hopeless and soulless and without a will because they lose their integrity. And your integrity is the only thing you have in this life as you get old and ugly that will keep you attractive. People that do not manage their integrity will end up alone in a nursing home somewhere where nobody shows up. That's because they did not manage their integrity. Integrity is what people count on. It is a trust issue. It is one of the most valued, if not the most valued trait that a person can have. And if you're going to live a life where you break your integrity, get divorced, your children have to get to know other people, children have to get to know other people, other children, if you're going to mess up their life, you've messed up your own life. Integrity is not important to you. When you fail to stay completely in the present and enjoy moments of reverie, it really creates a mind 
that is not bothered by a lot because you're fully present. And that's all we're required to be in this life is fully present. Unfortunately, many people don't know what it is like to be fully present. That means I'm fully committed to this time I'm spending with you. That means I'm fully committed to spending the time I have with my wife, with my children, with my home, with my life. I'm fully committed. I'm there and I'm present and there is nothing else I'm thinking about in the past or the future, just staying safe, staying committed, staying connected. If we did that more in life, we would have a life that is so attractive and so beautiful and is full, soul, full of so many beautiful memories. Unfortunately, most of us have to be entertained because we lack the skill set to be able to do that. You know, there's a whole lot of causes of restlessness along with a few strategies to make you feel peaceful and motivated. Suppression of true passion. Everyone has two little voices in our head. One voice belongs to your inner self while the other is your inner critic. The inner self is a voice of your imagination, your confidence, your self sense of purpose. This allows you to march to the beat of your own drum when you're young. And if you want to play, you've played. When you were ready to sleep, you went to sleep. That's the way we lived when we were younger. When we're older, we live what's called an obligatory life where we look at everything as an obligation. Well, that's coping with life. How about if we look at our job as a means to buy us something? How about if we look at tough situations as a way to learn something about ourselves? You know, as you age, you are conditioned to believe that following your purpose made you selfish and irresponsible. That is exactly wrong. When you go after your purpose, when you go after your passions, you are filling your tank so you can fill other people's tanks. Unfortunately, a lot of people correlate that with being selfish or thinking that you're smarter or better than other people. No, it's giving people an honest gift that you have to give them. And your inner critic will start to take over and tell you why playing it safe was the best option. And as a result, you start feeling restless because you needed to suppress your desires to please other people. This is a problem in our younger people that are under 40. These people oftentimes have what's called an external motivator. And what they do is they put all of their motivation into pleasing other people, into how they're seen, how they're heard. You know, what what do people – and that's what Facebook makes it so popular where they take their, their pose in front of some beautiful place and they everybody thinks, oh, that's the way their life is. No, that's not the way their life is. That is a glimpse in time of how their life is. And they want you to believe that that's the way it is for them always and forever. So what I'm trying to get to is the idea – that we need to get rid of the idea that we have to live for other people and please other people and make other people happy. They don't think about us that much. But when they go to the doctor, they need a doctor. When they need a therapist, they need a therapist. When they need a mechanic, they need a mechanic. Be that. That's what you need to be. Be that for them. But that doesn't mean your whole life has to encompass that act that you do well for other people. But that can be a passion and a purpose that you live in. And also failure tends to make you feel like reevaluating your life. You know, so many people are afraid of failure. Failure is a great opportunity to learn that is what life is full of. And what we want to do is enjoy failure by a learning experience and understand that failure may happen for a better reason. It's there to teach us something. It's there to help us appreciate something in our life. You know, you have to understand that when you play it safe, you know, 
when you go and relate failure to every single thing you do, you're going to funnel yourself down to very few choices to have in this life. You know, a quick fix is to think of something that makes you feel very confident and could be as simple as your ability to ride a bike or ace a job interview. You know, it would be fair to say you've not always had confidence in your interview skills. You know, what changed then? Maybe you should develop better interview skills. Maybe you should develop a sense of confidence. And sometimes that's a fake it till you make it, you know, and if that's what it takes, do it. You know, what changes is the fact that you have secured several jobs over the years. The same idea goes with your confidence in your ability to ride a bicycle. When you accomplish a goal, doubt vanishes from your consciousness. You no longer feel the need to spend three days preparing for a job interview, researching how to ride a bike. You are confident because you have successfully passed a variety of interview questions before. And you're Lack of confidence feels restless and it causes anxiety and you do not want to live in that part of your life. It's not going to help you. You know, burnout is another problem where people get restless. You know, it's no joke and it's usually the result of trying to do too much too quickly. You feel as if you've lost time, you want to make up for the five years in a short time. A classic example would be someone who's gained 90 pounds over three years and now wishes to lose it all in three months. Well, that may be healthy or that may be unhealthy. That could create a lot of problems. You know, imagine someone who's wanted to build a a business for the past couple of years. They've always found a reason to push the date back, but now they feel a sense of urgency. So they slave away in their day job and they work and work a business all night, causing them to go only in only get an hour of sleep, which in turn creates a lack of effectiveness. You know, you undoubtedly feel like things are finally progressing in the right direction, but how long can you keep that pace? That's the problem. That's why we get burned out. We get too excited. A lot of people get burned out when they're bipolar because they go on a manic state and then they wear themselves out and they eventually become so exhausted they can't function anymore. You know, we have to get balance in our life. If you're unmotivated, if you're restless, if you think you're an army of one, whether it's difficult for you to trust others or you're attempting to conceal your setbacks, you've decided to live a restless soul form of life. You have decided to live in anxiety because you are an army of one. We are not meant to be an army of one. We are meant to be social creatures working together as a team, as a village. We need to accept that. If you can, you can live a better quality of life than most people. You know, we have to pass the ball off to people who are better at than us at certain things. And that's a good thing. You know, there's a reason why uh, the best among us have coaches and mentors. Seeing things from a different perspective is highly beneficial, especially if it's from an expert at achieving the same goals you set for yourself. Now you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You know, too often when you isolate yourself, your perception may become skewed by your own biases. You know, from numerous studies regarding diversity, one of the highlights increased returns created by a diverse board uh, versus a lacking a diverse board. You know, diverse people offer each other different perspectives. I personally, when I'm consulting, would much rather have people of a different view than my own. I do not want to seek the same opinions because that will just keep me in my own box and I will not be able to take advantage of potential things that would help me not have to reinvent the wheel. That's an important thing. Um, 
you know, find your motivation is another thing that we have to overcome restlessness with. Nothing else works if you can't find motivation within you. But how do you do that? Well, motivation is attaching an emotion to something you know you need to do. So you put an emotion behind it and you allow that to run with the hard thing that you have to accomplish. So the motivation may be what this is going to do for someone else, what this is going to be like to live in this room, what it's going to be like to live in this house, what will it be like to drive that car. So it's that meaning, that emotional experience that motivates us. If you lack meaning, if you lack the desire to attach an emotion to an idea, you are going to procrastinate and you're going to self-defeat. You have to use your emotional intelligence to fuel thought, not run your life based on your emotions and then have thought afterward and try to justify what you do and you can't even explain it because you did it impulsively and emotionally. Unfortunately, a lot of people live that way and they find themselves in the hole all the time. You know, you want to train your mind to ignore urges. So an urge would be to make an emotional decision. A response would be a decision to wait until I lack the emotion and now I use my logic to understand what the best decision. Our most intelligent people in this world wait for, through the emotion, wade through it, and then they respond. Also, sharing your thoughts. And this is a thing that a lot of people are too proud to do. But you need to have people that you can share your thoughts with. If you do that, you are going to help yourself and help them be a part of your solution. And that means we're sharing something. And now I'm batting ideas back and forth with somebody. It might be your spouse. It might be your children. It might be your best friends. It might be your church, whatever. But you're bouncing ideas off each other and you're learning from each other. That my friends, is what's called Socratic learning. Socratic learning is like when the philosophers sat on the Acropolis stairs in Athens, Greece, and sat around talking about their philosophies. And in that, their discussions, they would learn from each other. Socratic learning is a very powerful way to live. Unfortunately, we learn by having to have a teacher teach us and we just sit there and take notes or a teacher teach us how to pass a test that we forget all the content on. Unfortunately, we in America don't learn properly. Socratic method is what most highly intelligent countries use, especially in England. And that is the process of education that creates really super intelligent people that can carry on actually deep and meaningful conversations. That is a great thing. You know, it's important to stop feeling restless and unmotivated. It's to start paying attention, grab your will, acknowledge something good that you need to do in your life and go do it. Sometimes I will set a vacation six months from now that is too expensive for me to pay for, but I will find a way to pay for it. And by doing that, it motivates me. And basically my family and myself are on vacation for six months preparing for the vacation and thinking about all the great things we get to do. That in itself is a vacation. If you give yourself things that are unrealistic or somewhat unrealistic or just on the edge of being realistic to accomplish and you go after that, that is a great thing. Anything hard makes your life easier. Feelings of helplessness and hopelessness tend to drain your motivation. And you'll find success by allowing yourself to make adjustments as you gain additional insights and knowledge. And, and your past does not dictate your future. If you change the actions that have created your past 
pastoral results if that's what you're going to do is what you've always done. If you're going to do something new, you're likely going to change your results. All right, we're going to take another break. We're going to come back and talk about restless soul syndrome. So come back. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Dr. Gary Bell is available for speaking engagements as well as teaching at your seminar or workshop and life coaching via telephone Skype or in person in the Seattle area. Dr. Bell brings his no-nonsense, straight-from-the-hip discussions each week on the show, but it doesn't stop there. Learn about motivation and psychology, one-couple marriage repair, a two-day workshop in Seattle, and more. Visit drgbmft.com today or call Dr. Gary Bell at 951-818-7856. That's drgbmft.com or 951-818-7856. Unravel the mysteries of metaphysics every week on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Join host Barb Crowley as she and her insightful guest share what's been learned behind the veil, going just beyond our five senses. Now you can see things with an entirely different point of view. Tune in for Metaphysics, a view through the veil, broadcasting live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Use it to explore your advantage and deeper understanding. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. If you have a question for Dr. Gary or his guest, please call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. That's easy enough, but if you want to send an email, it will take some thinking. Got a pen? The email address is drgbmft at sbcglobal.net. Or you can just click on Email Host on the Voice America page. Now, back to Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Welcome back, everybody. All right, we're talking about restless soul syndrome. And, uh, you know, there's all kinds of signs of restlessness around the world. You know, there's this need to be doing something, working, eating, drinking, watching, checking your phone, social media, you know, to, you know, to, tossing and turning all night long, having restless sleep, obsessions with a new show, a new novel, you know, binge binge watching, <laughs> edginess and agitation because we're not happy with our children, our spouse, our life, you know, physical pain. And numbness in various regions of your body can also cause a lot of restlessness. If we're wondering what's going on with our health, that can be a big problem. You know, an obsession with your body image or your bodily appearance can be a big problem. Also, eternal pursuits who accumulate more money or things or whatever, that in itself is stressful. But also collecting social media and news and making yourself obsess on that will make your life absolutely helpless and insane. You know, restlessness can be a medical issue. It also can be a mental issue, and it can be both, you know, and, and uh, you know, your biochemistry can play a big part in that. But, you know, if, if you're a big coffee drinker, you, you may be like a crack addict. You know, the bottom line is you got to keep things in balance, everything in balance. It's possible 
for things to go well in life. If we keep our life in balance, that makes us resilient. Resiliency means we have our will, our inner strength to get through things, that we no longer focus on the negative thing that happened, but focus on what we can do with what happened and how we can learn from what happens. You know, Jung believed that restlessness is a symptom of people who are not actualizing their potential, people who are living in discord with their true self. I grew up where my dad worked in a factory as a foreman, and people would throw themselves into the General Motors uh, equipment that built stuff because they wanted to injure themselves in order to get away from doing the same repeated behavior over and over and over again. You know, that is no way to live. We in our life need variety. We need to use our brains and we need to do things that are good for us and good for others. We become anxious because we have too much time on our hands. And unfortunately, COVID really cracked down on us as a human race. We started to overthink, not that we weren't doing it before, but that really gave us too much time on our hands to think about ourselves and quite frankly, or what we're missing or what we can or cannot do. Can't go to the grocery, can't go to the restaurant, can't do this, can't do that, have to wear a mask, have to be this. It's just crazy, all these rules that we had to follow that literally broke our nature, broke us as people. You know, what we have to do is we have to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and get on with life and get into life and dive in as full throttle as we possibly can. You know, there are four basic levels of reality. The gross, which is the physical realm, the subtle, which is the dream world, the casual, which is deep sleep, and then there's non-duality, where we are, we are most familiar with the gross world in the three-dimensional plane from which our egos operate in a waking state. And so what we have to understand, if, as in the non-duality, that means that we're all alone. We're all alone in this world, in this existence, but we're not alone. We are grossly aware that there's other people in this life that affect us and can help us and can hurt us and can do all kinds of things. But the bottom line is if you're going to focus on the negative as we walk through the re realities of life, the gross, the subtle, the casual, the non-duality – we lose touch with the world we live in and live in our own heads. And our own heads will concoct all kinds of crazy things if that's what you allow them to do. You know, Maslow, Abraham Maslow, was also consistent with Young. While Maslow focused on treating mental illness, he chose to study positive mental health. But he ran into a problem. He had a difficult time locating enough people that exhibited positive mental health. Surprise, surprise. As he formulated his theory of human behavior based on the hierarchy of needs, he slowly discovered a select few subjects who he termed actually self-actualizing individuals. You know, from his perspective, because he developed what was called Maslow's hierarchy of needs, anyone who's still actively pursuing their basic needs, biological safety, belonging, esteem, are neurotic. Yes, you know, when we have unmet needs, it creates expectations, and expectations have an emotional attachment to them. So if you're going to live within expectations in your life, you're going to be neurotic because most of the time, those expectations will not be met. 
and you will go back into failure and anger and despair and all this great disappointment in yourself and other people. You will treat them accordingly and you will destroy relationships. If you want to live life and if you want to be resilient, you have to move your expectations to a preference. I prefer. I prefer. You can communicate a preference all day long and you're never going to offend anybody. You're never going to get upset because you just prefer it. You know, can't we live that way so we can be cooperative and work with each other? So the deal is if you want to work your way into a mental disorder, offer yourself expectation after expectation, perfection after perfection, and you'll find yourself there until you need medication, until you need all kinds of things. So the deal is, is that we have to understand in life we are not ultimately in charge. We do react, but we do want to respond. That's how we take charge of our life. We respond, respond, respond. That means I have an emotional reaction, but then I'm going to move to logic, and that's where I'm going to find myself. You know, when we fail to understand the source of restlessness, we move ourselves into consumption like food or drugs, alcohol, sugar products, Distraction, diversion like television, social media, pornography, your phone. Uh, we, we, we go into – in truth, we, we'd almost do anything to avoid feeling restless. Nobody wants to feel restless all the time. That's no way to live. So these behaviors are symptoms, and unfortunately, these behaviors are habit-forming. So restlessness can lead us to a downward spiral in our life of having addictions or behaviors that are very, very – uh, unfortunate and hurtful to other people. If you want to grab hold of a powerful insight, you know, uh, uh, look at yourself and say, follow your bliss, follow your passions, follow your purpose. That is the way to live. That's the way to self-actualize. You know, it, there, there may even be that uh, as a result of invisible hands coming all the time, namely that if you follow your bliss, you put yourself in a kind of track that has been there all the while. Have you ever thought about meditating or praying over something? You know, that might be helpful. What if you get on the road and people are driving crazy? So you pray, you pray ahead of yourself and you pray behind yourself. Can't you do that and see what happens? See how it goes? Is it all going to be just awful? Do we have to focus on fear and, be, and being stressful and neurotic? You know, Young found that our dreams and imagination can help us uh, adjust from our restlessness. They can help us see and embrace new perspectives, open up new doorways for internal and external exploration. You know, there's, there's a, a, a lot of uh, findings from Young. Uh, where research has shown that sleep can actually change your life if you actively dream. If you cast your vision to clarify your future self, that is how we begin to self-actualize. If I say today, I'm going to become a medical doctor, and I start to conduct my life as a medical doctor with the morals, the ethics, the learning, the knowledge, the hard work, the commitment, if I start doing that, then basically what's happening is I'm starting to see what my future self is going to look like. And eventually I will get to my future self. And so the bottom line is when you have a vision for where you want to be, it's much easier to get there than when you meander around without any decisions. Unfortunately, a lot of people don't trust their decisions. A lot of people will not make decisions. A lot of people would rather other people make decisions and then them tell them how bad their decisions are. You know, sadly, people will sit in indecisiveness and not understand that they have to step into their life, take accountability, 
and take responsibility for their life. What is wrong with an apology? What is wrong with making a choice that may be wrong? We can all do that, and we can all learn from that. Do we have to judge ourselves so harshly? Do we have to figure out that we have to be perfect when we're not designed to be perfect? Get it in the ballpark. Look at your intentions. Did I, am, I, am I trying to do something good? If I'm trying to do something good and something bad happens, I should be able to be forgiven because I was trying to do something good. You know, that's the essence of what we all need to, to self-evaluate is what in the world is my intention when I'm doing things. If we could be mindful of that, we're going to make a lot better choices in our life. Values are another powerful tool we, that, that can help remedy restlessness. When you're living in discord with your values, like you're feeling uh, you're not looking at the integrity as an ingredient of who you are, you're going to feel restless. You're going to feel bu- bu- like a fraud. You're going to feel that people are going to call you out eventually, and they will. You know, there, there's three things that will happen in this life for sure, and that is the sun will come out, the moon will come out, and the truth will come out. And if you can't get that, you're going to have a hard time living. You know, if you find your center, find your center of calming down. If you get away from your fears, if you find yourself living within your faith, giving it up to God, giving it up to Jesus, giving it up to whatever belief you have, allow yourself to do that, to give yourself the freedom to move away from fear. You know, uh, 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 if, if you're going to be uh, somebody who's romantically inclined to be addicted to sex or pornography, you're just walking a tightrope. You're walking a tightrope that's eventually going to drop, and you're going to drop with it. And that is not going to be a fun fall. So, you know, we have to look in our life and ask ourselves, am I saying no to the things that hurt me? Because that's self-love. Learning how to say no to the things in your life that hurt you. That's how we love ourselves. That's all you have to do. Say no to things that hurt you, including toxic people, including people that are relatives that may not be adding to your life. Move away from it. Don't give them all the power. You know, here we are moving into the holidays. The deal is, is if you're going to be around a a bunch of toxic relatives, you better set some boundaries for yourself. You better set how much time and how much energy you're actually going to participate. And maybe that's different than previous years, but that's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Sometimes you got to do that for yourself, for your family, and for everybody else you're dragging in to those toxic situations. You know, you also want to sink your energy. That means you want to know what your core of energy potential is. We want to know how much energy we have to give. And we don't want to give overgive up front to where we undergive on the backside. I was thinking about this the other day. I was painting a hallway and I thought I could paint some more, but I was tired. And the bottom line is I was getting sloppy and it was really smart to stop because I was tired and I stopped and it got done, but I didn't do any more. And it's okay. It's okay. If we are able to measure our energy, we know how much gas we have in the tank, and we do a lot better as far as planning and as far as operating in our lives. That's important. You know, also own your rage and your envy to keep them from building pressure. If you're envying what other people have, that's no way to live. Don't live comparatively. Nobody's life compares to yours. Stop comparing it. It doesn't help you. The other part of it is, is to understand that you are living in rage if you're always looking for how you're being disrespected 
or what you're afraid of. So people that live in fear and always feeling like they have no voice or feeling disrespected by other people choose to live in rage because those are the ingredients that get us there. And so it's important if you want to manage rage, then you have to decide, I need to pick my battles when it comes to feeling disrespected. I need to pick my battles when it comes to picking out fears in my life. That's an important thing for all of us to do if we're going to live a better life. You know, that's called anger management, which is a sign of intelligence, by the way. You know, also, uh, Jung used to talk about this, and that is your shadow self. If you're going to operate your life with a shadow behind you that people can eventually see, you're eventually going to have that shadow catch up with you, and it's going to become you because if that shadow is pornography, if it's something like an affair, or if it's a deep secret, like a financial secret or something like that, you are carrying a shadow in your life, and that burden will catch you, you know? Our deal is we have to stop judging others, we have to stop envying others, we have to stop becoming emotionally reactive, and we need to look at ourselves in a mirror and recreate patterns that are more patient and more probable having to do with the process of life rather than the outcomes of life. A healthy process leads to healthy outcomes. If you're always going for outcomes, you're going to have an unhealthy process and a very impatient process. All right, that's our show. I thank everybody for listening. I love hearing from you, and you can do that on our webpage at voiceamerica.com, the empowerment channel, Dr. Gary Bell's Absurd Psychology. Now remember, a jealous woman does better research than the FBI. Also, we do not see things as they are. We see things as we are. And also, relationships fail because people take their own insecurities and twist them into their partner's flaws. Thanks for listening, everybody. That's our show for this week. Please join Dr. Gary Bell for another edition of Absurd Psychology next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now go impress your friends and family with what you've learned today and have them tune in next week so they can be almost as smart as you. 